Hey, welcome everybody. Ears up in depth. I believe this is show number 19, even though if you're watching live on YouTube, it says 20 because I was incorrect earlier. Uh, it's happened uh, no other time to me before. It's the first time in 42 years I've ever been incorrect. Uh, right. And it feels pretty good, to be honest with you. I'm uh, proud to be joined by my co-host and second handsomest man on the phone call, Jeremy from Spectro Radio. I'm glad to be here. I've missed you, Jace. I want to make sure you're doing all right during this quarantine. Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. It's, you uh, seem to be doing okay. Well, it's, it's sort of my average life, sort of what I do weekly. Daily. This is just kind of. I the stay life, home. The yeah. Yeah. I stay home. I don't. I mean, on the weekends, Taryn and I like to go out. We ha- we don't order takeaways anymore, which is uh, something we used to do not often, but a couple times a month. So that's different. Uh, so you're on the no takeaway plan. No, you're not getting any pizza delivered. I'm not getting any pizza delivered because what I want to see from pizza places and local restaurants, and I'm happy to support local businesses, but what I want to see from you guys, you local businesses that are clearly in the Oakley Brentwood area that listen to this show, I want to see you. I want a live Instagram video every morning of how you disinfect and clean and sanitize everything. I want to see your employees in masks every day and gloves. And I, that, that's the stuff I want to see. That's just me. I don't know. That's, that's where we are in life right now. That's what's going to put you at ease. That's, it, would, it would help. It would definitely yeah. help. Wow, my couch right. cover looks terrible. I've only, to be fair, I, I can't, I'm not judging you because I've only ordered in once because I, I have had the same trepidation about ordering in and, uh, you know, but then I kind of, well, 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 to be fair, I was just drinking a lot and I was like, get me pizza. And I didn't care. I was like, to hell with it. Yeah. The risks don't matter. But now I'm back to, you know, I'm a little more conscientious, conscious of that. Yeah, yes. conscious. Sure. Uh, Taryn is uh, joining us. Taryn, uh, do you have anything to say? Oh, Taryn, always something, always something clever to say. If you want to go to YouTube, uh, you can see her right now in action. That's Taryn's. Taryn grunts. I don't know. Well, it's nice to have her on the show. She's never been on the. She's never been on. No, she's never been on the new network and uh, uh, the new uh, this show. And I, um, I like that. Ooh, let me turn on my little guy. I got a little guy to turn on. Little guy going. My Polynesian. Does this guy have a name? He's from the Polynesian Resort. Does he have like I, a he, I would imagine he does. I don't know his name, though. Taryn had it for a second, but uh, I didn't understand what she said. Um, okay, well, hey, I'll tell you what, Jeremy. Let's, um, let's just jump right into this. What do you think? You start, I th- you I'm start ready to go. I've got, I, I think I have like five stories. This is, this is unprecedented. Normally, we do two each. I feel like I have five. Well, so, you are the overachiever of the show. Oh. <laughs> uh, why don't you start us out then i'll start off disneyland paris has extended its closure wow you know i like to talk about disneyland paris i know this is like you know we're more disneyland u.s focused but sometimes i find the news coming out of europe interesting yeah exactly exactly and we're you know we're look we're disneyland focused mainly because this is where the majority of us live that's what we this is the park we know you bring a good Disney World and, uh, quite frankly, world jaunter view. Yes. Yeah, because you are jaunting across the world. Not anymore. No, not anymore. I am not even jaunting to the two blocks away. This is, unfortunately, some more COVID-related news. It affects Disneyland Paris. Earlier this week, French President Emmanuel Macron announced 
that an extension of the country's strict lockdown would need to be extended almost another full month. Wow. Yeah. So now their strict lockdown is expected to end on May 11th. The lockdown has been particularly strict in France. For example, in Paris, daytime jogging has been banned to prevent runners from clogging the streets as people try to shop for essential items and necessary workers go to work. So you can't even take a jog around the old Eiffel Tower. Daytime jogging. I don't know, man. I know. And you know what? Not for nothing. Okay, we're going to go off a little topic here. but Okay, go ahead. You know I like to run. I love it. Yeah. And so have you do you know about this thing called Next Door? Yes, I do. It's like a Facebook for neighborhoods. Yeah, it's so uh Kvechi neighbors can Kvech a little bit more about people who don't pick up dog poopy. Right. There's yeah. garbage on 3rd Street. Somebody, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Did anyone lose well, now, a tabby? Do you know what they're kvetching about my neighborhood? What's that? Runners jogging without masks on. Well, what do you think? Where do you fall on that? Well, I'm a runner who jogs without a mask on. <laughs> so what? Uh, the, the there's there's was some study. I think it was like from Belgium. I forget some European country that doesn't really matter because it's not America, right? Can we just exactly. can we agree upon that? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that when you run or cycle and you breathe, your like your breath can go like 27 feet behind you or something like that. So if you're like running and then maybe you cough, it could sort of hang in the air for a, a, like I think thirty minutes or some something like that, where it's it's not just six feet anymore. Especially if you're running, it sort of has this vapor trail kind of effect. So that's probably why people are are annoyed at you personally. Yeah, well, to hell with them because you know what? I, it's I'm on the waterfront. There's a huge breeze. The wind coming off the water. It's like a monsoon. Forget it. if you're getting COVID. <laughs> From my yeah. big jock breath coming out of my mouth, okay? And then one little particle of COVID can survive the winds coming off New York Harbor. Yeah. And you're getting it there. Okay? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm Sorry. Not, I, I'm not about you're, it. I don't care. Okay. I mean, I you're, you're – you're, and, and keep in mind, this was 27 feet or something in laboratory. I think it was even a simulation yeah, even. Well, this so, is just it. Right. So, and, and these are scientists. They're like, right. can it survive under the harshest conditions? And like, oh, there it is. It did survive. It's yeah. not like is this now going to then reinfect some struts six feet behind me while I'm out for my run? Yeah. Go away. Or 20 feet potentially. Right. It, it, like, come on. <laughs> well, these people yeah. hated joggers before COVID ever showed up. Anyway, that is true. But uh, I prefer joggers over cyclists. I'm just going to say that right now. Well, cyclists, they all think they're Lance Armstrong. So oh, screw my that. God. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway. Uh, so this has been very. Uh, what, what was I saying? This is very strict there. You can't jog yeah. in Paris in the daytime. Emmanuel Macron said that the opening would be progressive starting on May 11th, beginning with nurseries, schools, colleges and some workplaces reopening. However, he stated that social gatherings and leisure activities, including bars and restaurants, would remain banned until mid-July. Oh, wow. And you know what? That sucks, but it needs to happen. I was, I was reading about um, Gavin Newsom, our governor out here in California, who was uh, you know, one of the first to kind of lock down the Bay Area and lock down California and just kind of really, right. really strict about it. And he was like, I don't think we're going to have outdoor concerts for a year. To the end of the year. It's just, it's not going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. 
because we don't have a vaccine. We don't even have drugs to safely treat this. Right. So until that happens, that's when we're going to see people. We don't even have good testing. Right. So we're kind of just kind of floating in the wind here. So good on France for keeping it real and locking everybody down. It sucks. It hurts. And, you know, it destroys small businesses and, and it's it's taxing mentally for everybody. And I understand all of that, but it's better than dying or better than causing people to die. Well, yes, you don't yeah. want anyone dying. We don't want to cause anyone to die. Right. While there have been no announcements from Disneyland Paris officially, um, but they, they announced that their closure was indefinite anyway. They never promised any dates. And, of course, Man, Emmanuel Macron did not mention our beloved theme park by name, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, it is highly likely that Disneyland Paris would be construed as a social gathering or leisure activity. So it is wise, just as you did, Jason, you are wise, to assume that Disneyland Paris will not see visitors at least until mid-July. Oh, yeah. I would doubt uh, we should play a, 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 a thinking game if either of us can do that right now about what would it, what would it take for Disneyland visitors, guests like us to go back? What do you what would you want to see? I mean, I know you're you're not as insane as I am, so um, you probably would want to see less things than than me. But what would make you feel comfortable having one of the parks open? Let's just say Disneyland Paris or Disney, whatever you want, your choice. What would I What would I do to go? What would I do for a Klondike bar? Yeah, like what What, what would What would What would make you feel comfortable going back to the parks? To be honest with you, not much. I would wear. If you said wear mask and gloves, I would be like, let's go. Wear mask and gloves. That's it. If everyone yeah. wears a mask and gloves, like let's just do it. So mandatory masks. Yeah. Okay. For a while. And not even for yeah. that long, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then that's it. I'm not, I know. I need, I'm not as insane as you are. Maybe that makes me more insane. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. What is the friend of my friend is the friend of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. No, but I think that's all it would take. Disneyland Paris. I would rather wear a mask in Disneyland Paris because the climate's more mm, colder. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be required to wear a mask on a 90 degree humid day at Epcot. Right. That's the thing. I mean, and the cloth ones at least are five, but the N95s, you know, a little bit harder to breathe through. That would definitely suck. But you're going to have just like you have people here now not wearing masks and not doing the things and not abiding by social distancing, you're going to have those people in the theme park. So then what happens? Well, that's why you have rules. Sure. But people break the rules at Disneyland all the time. Yeah, but people break the rules in the parks all the time. Wait, and then you kick them out. It's fine. Well, yeah. It's all about... Listen, Jason, you can't live in a hermetically sealed bubble. It's not going to happen. You you can, yes, actually. No, you can't. So... All this is all about reducing your risk. So if someone's going to come in and be a jerk, you, you all right, you're going to take your mask off, fine, you have to get out. That you can't 100% guarantee your safety unless you walk around in a NASA, you know, space suit. <laughs> yeah. That's your only answer. Otherwise, cool. you just have to re- understand what are the reasonable limitations that will reduce your risk enough so that it is not likely that you will get it and then you go about your life. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, I, I ideally it would just be like Monsters, Inc., where I would just be in those, like, decontamination suits. Well, There's a kid! Hose him down. Yeah. 
You should go online and just order like a beekeeper's outfit and wear it around. A bee. <laughs> there you go. That'll block everything. <laughs> All right. But while it seems it could be months before guests can once again walk down the French Main Street USA, Disneyland Paris has, in the meantime, launched a website to help fans get their French Disney fix called Disneyland Paris at Home. Oh, clever naming scheme. I love it. It's a clever naming scheme. I like the site. The site features videos from the last 28 years of the park's history, including the grand opening ceremonies, the 25th anniversary, games, recipes from the park and its hotel oh. resorts, tutorials on how to draw Disney characters, choreographies to dance moves, Disney dance moves, as well as watch parties of their parades and spectaculars. Wow. See, I was saying I love it. I was saying they should do this. I think it was like on our very first Quarantiki room after the parks closed. Um Disney should just put a GoPro on the front of every car, turn on all of the fun things, and run the cars, and then upload that video. Or do it live, like broadcast it live, and then cut away to like a replay of a Walt Disney uh, you know, speech or something in the park. And then broadcasting from Big Thunder Mountain. I know you can't be in the first right. car, but you can be in the last car. Like That would be amazing and just have you know i'm sure they could do a, a much better job at that and they can just direct and you know switch directly and have one right but that's the stuff they should do is post up in the uh, uh, uh trader sam's and run all the effects and just hang out and and just, just let people out. vibe out that's what that's what they need to be doing you post that video of trader sam's you post the recipes to the drinks oh my god and the, let people chill out at home doing it speaking of recipes they publish the uh the, Article said the churro recipe from the Dis- from Disneyland from the Disney parks, but people forget that Disneyland doesn't make churros; they buy them in a box. They're pre-made from a company. You can go to Sam's Club and buy the same churros. They don't make the churros, so I think they're like churro bites, like the 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 snack churros. They're not the full churros that we know and love. Just right. Well, clarify. I hate to tell Disney, but I had a churro before I had ever heard of Disney. <laughs> well, you know. Sorry, I hate to break it. The website is available in French and English Ah. uh, versions. So if you're an American or a Brit from, because a lot of people, a lot of British people like Disneyland Paris. I get a lot of people from there, you know, because it's so close. Uh, It can be found at the website at home.disneylandparis.com. Of course, if you want to experience Disney parks, I can't, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say to if you wanted to listen to Disney Nighttime Spectaculars, the Illuminations Hour, you know, all these things. You turn into spectroradio.us. I'm piping out the Disney music all day. There you go. That's the best way. Uh, at home.disneyland.com. At home.disneylandparis.com. Oh, it is a good website, though. I think you would enjoy I'm going to spend a lot of time on it, I think, tomorrow because I was I just peeped at it today and I, I was like, this is amazing. I'm gonna, I got a few hours. I got to devote to this. Yeah, I'm checking it out right now. So go on there. It is interesting, man. Like with the oh, it knows I speak English. Um, it's interesting with with all this, you know, happening and, and all of these entertainment companies are sort of within a couple of weeks being able to push out content from you know everybody's individual homes or specific to people staying inside. Like Sesame Street is doing a lot of stuff online. Um, yes. A lot of the talk shows are doing this stuff, kind of too. There's uh, concerts going on. We should be doing more of this. Yeah. Everybody stay home. Why is everybody keeping all this of uh, hidden? <laughs> That's right. Disneyland Paris is now within reach in your home with a whole host of activities to ensure the magic never stops. Uh, that's pretty bad. Anyway, I'm excited to look for that, Jeremy. Thank you very much. 
Good. You're welcome very much. All right. Take it away. Thanks, man. Um, I, <laughs> I do want to say while we're, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't say waxing poetic, but uh, while we're feeling sad for things, uh, let's feel sad for poor Bob Chapek. Only two months after assuming the role of CEO of the Walt Disney Company, it seems like there's yet another changing of the guard. Bob Iger is back in control, assuming the title of executive chairman in order to help Chapek and the rest of the team navigate the uncertain waters during the COVID-19 pandemic. Chapek, as you know, has a long history with the company, recently in the parks and cruise lines. But Iger, of course, has made the big moves recently, crafting Disney into a massive entertainment company. It's that kind of vision that's needed here in the coming year or longer if the company's going to come out the other side of this pandemic successfully. What the Disney Company of 2021 looks like is anyone's guess, but Iger has already hinted at big, big changes coming. He's told people that he anticipates ending expensive old-school television practices like advertising upfronts and producing pilots for programs that may never air. Disney is also likely to reopen with less office space, which that's a big thing now, too. I know uh, uh, Taryn's company is looking at sort of reducing their, their footprint in, in, in an office rental building because there's no need for it. Everyone's functioning properly at home. Um, I think that's going to be one of the bigger things that's going to come out of this whole pandemic is maybe you're going to see more people working from home and, and less commercial real estate being soaked up uh, just with office buildings and stuff. Yeah, well, the companies have been so uh, trepidatious about letting us work from home. They thought they wouldn't it wouldn't work yeah. out, and now they've been forced to do it and realize, you know, it was only these innovative companies like Amazon and you know all these tech companies who like figured it out. And now, finally, the rest of corporate America is like, oh, it makes sense for people not to have to commute an hour, and then try to get the most out of them, and then <laughs> let them commute an hour again. Like it's not, yeah. it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And it's really just to keep the corporate boot heel on your throat, so to speak. I mean, just to get, let's get really like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, dumb about it, I guess. I'm just over-exaggerating. But it, it is really like we want to control how much productivity we get out of you. But that's just the way things have been for 100 years or however long corporate America has really been around. Maybe maybe the 50s or more, 60s or more, you know what I mean? Um where it's it's people are going to slack off at work too all the time. I used to do it all the time. You just make I can excuses. imagine that. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? You spend you take two twenty minute bathroom breaks. Nobody knows. You still do your work. Oh, you my dad out. always told me a rule to live by: always take your craps on company time. One hundred percent. Number one rule. Yeah, because it's an uncomfortable topic. Nobody wants to address you about it. Maybe you have IBS. You never know. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, at least at, at home, people are saving money. They're more comfortable. Sure, it takes a little bit of time to sort of work up to, you know, being at peak performance because you're working. You're like, oh, I really should do some laundry. Let me throw some laundry in real fast. You got to fight those kind of urges. But anyway, working from home is, uh, is uh, a good thing. He's also told two people, apparently, that he anticipated the company having fewer employees when everything opens. Now, the reporter who, who's writing this article that I based this on apparently emailed that person and said he had no recollection of ever having said that he expected to have a smaller workforce. But he did say, quote, regardless, any decision about staff reductions will be made by my successor and not me. 
So okay. it sounds like he's just he's coming in as like the the extra rudder for this thing and helping Bob C out. Bob C is is that's how they're differentiating Bob C and Bob. Bob well, Chapek and just straight up Bob. And you would kind of think that Bob Bob C would want to be just Bob and you make the think. other guy Bob I right. Like you don't want yeah. he doesn't want to be the differentiator. No, no. He wants to be Bob. He does, and he'll get there. I'm sure he'll get he there. Should but it, he should be Robert. It does sound like Iger is basically just hanging on for the next couple, two, three, four months, maybe, while everything happens, trying to, I would imagine, maybe offloading some kind of albatrosses or some, some things that aren't working as part of the company. I wonder if, on the other side of this, we're going to see a Walt Disney company that is as big and has as much IP as it does currently. You know, ESPN has always been a giant, giant stone hanging around everybody's necks. Maybe they get rid of that. I don't know. There's no sports. There's no sports happening. There's no sports. What are they doing on ESPN, actually? I don't even, I don't even know. Well, aren't they doing something called, like, what is it, eight something? The, the, the Ocho. But I, that's only once a year. Ocho. Yeah. They only did that one for like one, that oh. one Sunday a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago. I don't, know. I don't watch ESPN in the best of times, but exactly. I feel like you, well, exactly, you want, um, if I, you know, you're, he's Bob Chapek, this poor guy. I mean, he's he he gets thrown into this job, and within a month, right, the world goes to you know this, this global calamity hits you that's worse than World War Two. Uh, thanks, Bob. I would thanks, Bob. I I would love to have a little guidance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And of course, so. people are like, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists will conspiracy theory, but people are like, well, I think Bob Iger must have seen this coming uh, because right about when they made that transition, or no, I think it was right about when they talked about it, um, COVID first started kind of breaking out and getting some traction in China. And some people are like, well, Iger clearly saw that and knew that it was going to come, so he left. It's like, no. I, you know, I know a few Disney employees. The company culture is so thick with teamwork, that would never happen. It would never happen. Well, come on. There, it's it, not just a Disney thing, though. There are, there are numbers that have come out that it, the period between, like, November and February was the highest – Exodus of CEOs in American companies in the history <laughs> ever. Like you've oh, wow. never seen that many CEOs retire, and like there's wow. been articles about that. So there, there, there may be something to that. It's not to say that that's what his reason was, but there was a record number of CEO resignations in that one that quarter. That people are like, what, wow. what's going on? And they were, they were even questions two months ago. It's like, why are all the CEOs resigning? <laughs> <laughs> that is well, we knew that there was a disease. Wow. Then it came in and it was like, oh, maybe. What, what did everybody know? What's happening? That is interesting. It um, is a little interesting. Some analysts say Disney is losing about $30 million a day. Which and, and Taryn had said something like that, like $40 million a day. I'm like, there's no way. There, come, that person's incorrect. Well, both Taryn and that person... It sounds like they were pretty accurate. Um, Back in 2019, the Disney company was earning $31 million a day. That's quite a bit. Yeah. So they're losing about $30 million a day, and they have it to to lose because they were making a touch more than that in 2019. Uh, As of now, it seems like Disney Plus is sort of the main focal point for the company, having racked up over 50 million subscribers. 
by now. Uh, but now that TV and film productions are shut down, that amount of fresh content for the service is becoming very limited, which might play a part in the survivability of Disney Plus, especially through the pandemic. I mean, you can only watch bed knobs and broomsticks so many times. Well, yes. I mean, once is enough for me. <laughs> I don't know. But what's, so what is it? It's, it's 50 million subscribers? 50, it's at about 50 million right now. Okay, so 50 million. Hold on. Oh. Times, how much is it a month? Uh, I think you can get it for like five bucks. Can't oh, you? five. I think. That's 250 million, right? No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you have the calculator. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I messed it up. That's a lot of money a month. It's a lot of money a month. But think about. I mean, and they're they're furloughing workers. I mean, they still have to pay. Yes, uh, I don't know not rent, but you know what I mean. They still have to pay yeah, people. Can't care. They have them. expenses and all that kind of fun stuff. So, yeah, they're they're losing tons and tons of money. But uh, old Bobby I is helping Chapek steady hand on the rudder of the Disney Company once again for like the fifth time. He's trying to leave. Well, he won't go away. He it's like go. whack-a-mole. Yeah, really. Whack-a-bob. <laughs> That's all I got on that one. So, yeah, no, that was a good one. I liked it. Thanks, man. Um, did you know that Disney World has updated their annual pass payment options? Um, no, but that sounds exciting. This is recent. This is very hot news. Until now, Disney had told its annual pass holders that the expiration date of their passes would be extended by an amount of time equal to the park's temporary closure. Wow. So with each passing day, our passes are uh, gaining time. But Disney was not allowing guests on payment plans to defer their payments. So those were still due. So if you were a payment plan person, which I guess you have to be an in-state. Yes. Like, I can't do a payment plan with mine. Correct. Maybe, yeah, but um, we can. Okay. Yeah. So if you were in-state, you still have to pay. Disney, people are trying to get out of their payments. Of course. Of, yeah. And they were like, no, you still owe it. Yeah. However, in the face of the economic calamity brought on by the coronavirus, many people are seeking additional help. Disney has now announced two options for pass holders on payment plans. Okay. Option one, you, the, uh, they will stop collecting the monthly installments as of April 5th, which was last week, and also refund any payments that had been made between March 14th and April 4th with payments to resume when the parks reopen. That's nice. But because they're refunding you last month, your park ticket will expire as originally scheduled. Okay. Okay. Okay, Because they they paid you last month when you weren't going to the park, but they gave you the money back. Option two. Okay. Pass holders on payment plans can forego last month's refund in exchange for which their passes will be extended for the time equal to the park's closure. Their upcoming payments will also be paused until the parks reopen and then their regular payments will resume. Okay, so it's so just the refund. That refund for last month, right. you're, you're, you're agreeing to that date. Right, okay. So it's that one-month refund, which seems like the smart move. Don't take the refund. Let Disney keep the money. Because I agree. That, those parts Depend, are going to be close. But it depends. Uh, Th- those you parts are going to be job and you have no savings. Maybe you need that. Sure, sh- of course. Right, right. Economically, right. if you need that, you need that. But the smart move, it sounds like, because these parks are going to be shuttered for another couple of months. 
they're going to be shut up for that. Also, I would say, well, not, I, I don't want to get too judgy, but if you were that close to, <laughs> you probably you should, should have Disney Annual should, Pass. Yeah, well, yeah. For uh, sure. That's a, for someone else to decide. Um, <laughs> so oh, what else? Oh, there were more pa- <laughs> pass holders who have already paid in full, such as myself. You've already paid in full. You also have two options. They can opt, as already announced, to simply have their passes expire um, on dates extended by the amount of time that the parks are closed. Or if you have already paid for your ticket in full, you may request a partial refund that will reflect the length of the shutdown and prorate it. um, And then your ticket also will not be extended. So again, if you paid for it up front, but you need money now, Disney will give you back the money that you would have that, that is worth this time period. Um, okay. The only thing is that I don't, that I like I don't that. understand is quite now is we don't know when the parks will will reopen. So how do you gauge that? Are they going to give out a, a little bit every week? Oh, we still haven't opened. Here's a little bit more. Here's my allowance. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, um, um, very weird. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, but, but I, that's that. That is the other. Those are the two options for passes who have paid. So changes coming to Disney World annual pass holders trying to ease the burden. I like that. I mean, that is that's always good when a company is willing to give you money that you've already paid potentially eight months ago. Right. Exactly. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm just going to let it ride. Yeah, I just let it ride. I'll let it ride. Let it ride! <laughs> so you, you said you had five stories? Well, I have one more, and then I have my late-breaking news with the okay. song. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, and, and do that? I mean, you because right, well, you have more than I do. Late. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a quickie. This is just a little nice uh, number. I like it. Um, Disney donates Easter lilies. Oh. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this. Well, it's not surprising that, horti- that the horticulture department at Walt Disney World is a large force of 600 cast members. Oh, wow. Responsible. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> to keep crazy. the plants growing. Yeah. They got fourth. Uh, they keep four thousand of the twenty five thousand acre Walt Disney World World Resort blooming and green all year around. The team plants around three million bedding plants annually across three hundred thousand square feet of flower beds, as well as tending to one hundred and seventy five thousand trees and more than four million shrubs. Wow. There are also thirteen thousand rose bushes alone at the 13, Walt Disney World Resort. Thousand. That's a lot. <laughs> 13,000. Each year, the horticultural, horticulture department nurtures Easter lilies to be displayed around the resort during the spring season. This year, they realized that the, since the park would be shuttered during Easter, those lilies would no longer be needed. Disney's decided to give the 200 unused lilies to seniors around the area of Walt Disney World. The flowers were given to the Osceola, Count, Osceola Council on Aging, who added them to Meals on Wheels deliveries for local seniors last week. That is very nice. Disney nursery manager Michelle Geiger-Warman was quoted in Southern Living Magazine Quote, to me, the lily is symbolic of springtime. After a long, hard winter, the first thing to pop up is a lily. It's a good representation of how we'll come out of this together. That's very nice. It was a nice story, I think. That is a good story. I like that. Uh, All right, well, let's do my last one here. Oddly enough, it's about Disney+. Plus. I'm looking right into the camera. I need to adjust this camera level. It's like, I feel like... I think it looks great. There's too much of my knees in it, and I don't know. Weird. 
It's weird. Um, if you're any kind of Star Wars fan, you're well familiar with the ham-fisted practice of a certain filmmaker editing his works of art decades after they've been released. Most recently, inserting an edit into the original Star Wars back in 2013, right before selling the rights to Disney, which gave us the now unforgettable McConkey utterance. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Georgie Boy isn't the only crafter of childhood benchmarks to mar his works. Old Stevie Spielberg famously edited toy guns out of children's hands in E.T., replacing them with walkie-talkies. Why? Who really knows? Even The Simpsons got in on the action, boldly and bizarrely stating that an episode from season three will no longer be able to stream. This is, I think, two years ago. Uh, per, uh, will no longer be able to stream, purchase, or view because it featured the voice of Michael Jackson. All right. As movies see new life moving to digital platforms, they are more at risk than ever of this post-release manipulation, and it all seems to be happening over on Disney+. Plus. The movie Adventures in Babysitting that Jeremy just watched recently, we talked about for a little bit. Oh, I love that movie. It's, it's such so a good, good movie. Well, um, Adventures in Babysitting, as you know, Jeremy, is the classic documentary of a day in the life of young people trying to survive the New York subway system. Um, had I don't know because that's when I think about it. That's the only scene in that whole entire movie that I remember is when they're on the train. Right. Well, it takes place in Chicago. Well, okay. See, there you go. <laughs> I just figured. I figured. Sorry. I was Look, like, what? Anytime you have a, a a train car with a gang of toughs in it, I just oh, you, you picture think me on the subway. <laughs> picture yeah. you on the subway. I have a recorder. Stand back. Do 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 do. Um. Anyway. Uh. The uh, Disney Plus had removed... I say Disney Plus. The streaming service didn't do it. Disney had the F word removed from a scene before moving it to its streaming service. Right. Um, it, well, this is the yeah. issue. Not for nothing, but I was right. watching this over YouTube or uh, over FaceTime with my friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they have a, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I'm like, yeah, we watched this in the 80s. Whatever, shut up. It's fine. Yeah. And then we get to the scene with the F word and they're like, we, we can't show this our kid. Like, they're, they're too small for this. And I was well, like, well, your kids are not from Gen X. We were more right. sensitive to these things. We figured it out. But, yeah, I think it, it, it's actually it's a kid's movie. It's a John. I think it's John Hughes. It's from the 80s. It's, Great. It's a PG movie. But it's 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 a little tough for it's a little tougher for today's for today's uh, coddled youth. I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a PG movie. Nowadays, it would get a PG thirteen because of the F word, yeah, which I think is F word ridiculous, but whatever. Um, a racial <laughs> slur was removed from a movie called The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin, which is a film I'm sure was in everybody's queue as soon as Disney Plus uh, launched, and right. they even removed some content from um, a movie called Empire of Dreams. Again, these are real bangers. These are some smokers, and you know. I don't know, like who who's heard of either of these movies? But they're just they feel like they they need to edit the content instead of explaining, you know, like uh, uh, Warner Brothers cartoons when they were released in the you know nineties or whatever two thousands, they had a, a disclaimer at the beginning. What, what, what did it say? It was something like you know, uh, there's like violence or 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 like the uh, these uh, cartoons are reflections of the time in which they were made, and so now some of the thought. Some of the thoughts, uh, some of the thinking is not necessarily reflective of current day or whatever. 
like a road runner can't outrun an anvil hanging in midair. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Something like that. I You're think, so I, stupid. I feel, I feel like it was more of like the cultural <laughs> slams okay. that would happen. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I yeah. See. Uh, but this time... It's the Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah hit Splash, which, as we all know, was the first movie made for adults by Disney arm Touchstone. Uh, Splash got the viral editing treatment as a brief scene of Daryl Hannah running down the beach was altered to hide her bare buttocks. Sure. Her hair was digitally lengthened to cover her butt as she ran and dove into the water. The scene is brief. Her booty was on camera for like five seconds, literally. But the question here is why? Why are we going back and making these small changes? For a company that thrives on repackaging nostalgia, Jeremy, why are they revising these pieces of our collective past? What is so offensive about a booty? It's just bare butt. She's running into the water. Who cares? Why? Why make that? Why make the change? I don't understand that. There's no. There's no reason for it. Well, I guess the question is: Is it critical? There's no reason for it to also for it to be there. The old, the reason for it to be there was because it was put there. That was that's well, that's well, the film. So why 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 are we changing the film? When right, no, but like, when, is when that nobody... critical to the storytelling of the film? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, Tom Hanks had short hair; he could have long hair. That's not critical to the to the film. Nobody complained yeah. about it. There's nobody asking for these changes. They're going back and making changes, albeit very small. Like, okay, for example, well, that's a bad example. But when George Lucas tweaked Star Wars out, that was a he he tweaked what he thought was a non essential plot point, but it's it, it was it meant more to people than he thought it did. Spielberg cha- edited the guns out of the kids and, and gave them CB radios or whatever. Maybe it was the military, I forget. That yeah. doesn't matter to the plot, but it's still changing this, these things that, that, that we reflect upon with a, a, a great positivity. So, like I said, for a company that thrives on repackaging nostalgia, I mean, everything Disney releases is some form of repacking that nostalgia. Why are they going back and tweaking these these points of our nostalgia. There are movies. And what's worse um, is not only just the carefree way it's being done, Jeremy, but that since Disney owns these works, they get to control how we view them and refuses to give the audience the choice of watching the old versions or the new altered ones. So the Star Wars stuff, you can't buy the way the movie was when you saw it as a kid or when I saw it as a kid. You were sheltered, so you didn't see it. Um, so from moving forward, you know, if people maybe splash with someone's favorite movie and then now they see this and you're like this is this big zit on the forehead of my of my favorite movie this is it's terrible all to hide someone's butt well i Stupid. mean ultimately ultimately i agree with you i think that's if right. you can't handle the content you shouldn't be watching the content and that's the way it go like you know that's why there's a rating system that's why you have it if you can't deal with it figure you have to go do something else but don't ruin it for the rest of us Having said that, I don't need to be mooned by Daryl Hannah. Like I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, but I will still I enjoy do. the movie. Yeah, but it's it's that's not the po- it's not the point of of the specific incidents. It's the point of uh, of of needless erasing of the movie. Like it or not, it's artwork. It's a historical document. You can think. I mean, there are. Um, there are companies, there are um, 
what's the word I'm thinking of? Not not like um, boards, but there's there's anyway there's a whole movement to to restore and protect works of art for film mm. specifically, sure. right? Why are we going back and editing these things? I know it's splash. It's not that big of a deal, right? Like, who cares? Or the adventures of <laughs> it's the not whatever. exactly David. The yeah, stage. but where? But where's the line? Well, I mean, exactly. they, they were already doing it with Star Wars in 2013. George Lucas is still editing a movie from 1977. It, 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 that kind of like mania should be should be halted and, and or do it however you want. That's fine, but give give us the choice to watch it one way or the other. That's Wait, all. Yes, exactly. I, you know, I don't know. That's that's well. Me. That's like on iTunes. We have there's music and some of it's explicit. You can get the explicit or the non-explicit version if you wanted. If you're such a loser, you can get the regular version. But I agree with yeah. you. Uh, let's have let's at least have a choice. And that's, why are you so offended by a butt? I don't know. I exactly. ultimately I I agree with you, and I don't like the the editing of art. Thanks, man. I appreciate that very much. Eric is in the chat, and he says, is Daryl Hannah's bottom the nostalgic part of the movie? Probably. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing, but it's a pretty nice butt. Well, there you go. Wasn't she, was, uh, was she perfect 10? No, that's Bo Derek. No, that's Bo Derek, yeah. Mm. I, th- no, I think it was Bo Jackson. Perfect 10. Bo, ja- who's Bo, J- Bo Jackson? Bro, he's the double threat, man. He could play football and hit a baseball. I think he was like one of the first jocks. He was a big jock head. I don't know why. The OJ, he's the original jock? No, I think he was one of the original <laughs> to, to play pro football and pro baseball. Someone else did that, though, that, that's more recent, right? I think Michael Jordan did, but I think he stunk. <laughs> I think he yeah. stunk at like at baseball. Didn't he play like minor ball? Anyway, I don't know. Terrence I thought that was somebody Terrence else did that, and it was like, oh, wow, that's crazy yeah it happens it's not like uh it's, it's pretty rare but i think bo jackson was pretty good at both which is also rare well good for him i guess where did it get him you know a mansion and that's about it right uh jason we have late breaking news are you ready for this This is just in today from the Run Disney website. That's why we need that music. As people, what is it? What am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you write in all wing dings or something? <laughs> Run Disney has made some announcements today. Okay. okay. As people look for alternative and acceptable ways to stay active while maintaining social distancing, many are choosing to run at home. Sometimes on the street without a mask, such as myself. Yeah, well, look, irresponsible people aside, go ahead. Right. With that in mind, Disney is opening sales for the fifth annual Run Disney Virtual Series on April 16th. Maybe I'll do that. You want to do it? I don't know. Maybe. Themed around favorite Walt Disney World Resort attractions, this series of 5K runs is a great way to bring home some of the magic of the parks to your home or favorite local running trail. And to provide additional flexibility, runners will have the entire summer to complete any virtual 5K of their choosing or this year. So you have you have five, four months to complete a three-mile race. I can I do that. I can do it. I could definitely do that. I, I believe you can. <laughs> I'm let's sure do it. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's. I'll do it. I'll All do right. it. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do it. All right. Let's make t-shirts. Um, okay. 
In addition to this new on-sale date for the Run Disney Virtual Running Series, because they bumped it up, new on-sale dates have been announced for the remaining Run Disney season. The 2021 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend will go on pre-sale for annual pass holders on May 7th, with general registration opening up the following week on May 12th. So mark your calendars. Now, that's a change because... You know, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world. They don't know what's happening. Last year, I registered for that race on April 15th. So this is already pretty much a month pushed out, about a month. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so things are changing. The 2021 Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend, which will be run the weekend of February 18th through 21st, will go on sale for annual pass holders June 11th and open up to the general public on June 16th. Last year, I registered for that on August 6th. <laughs> oh, my word they're bringing it up. I don't, I don't no, know what just... I don't know what's more amazing is that the 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 dates that you're announcing are that you remembered when you registered for these last year. Well, Jay, I looked it up for this story. Oh, okay. I was hoping you just you knew know, off the top of your head. I I don't mess around. But to be fair, that's just when I registered. Doesn't mean that's when they opened. It's just when I finally got around <laughs> doing it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but it was uh, open at that point. Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend, which will be held April 15th through 18th, will go on to annual pass holder resale uh, Excuse me, on August 6th and open to the general public on August 11th. I don't know when I registered for that last year, but it was much later than that. So yeah, well, you're letting Run me Disney down. is uh, changing their dates to accommodate the... Uh, Coronavirus. So. I feel like that's our breaking news. Too. I feel like Darth Vader and Kylo Ren are going to be the safest costumes for the Star well, what Wars because they have face masks. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, what else has a mask? I mean, you could be one of those big bird, like those plague masks from the, from <laughs> the like that bird. The bird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else is. A, are there any other masks? Sure, there's a hundred thousand masks out there. Well, maybe you can't. No, other people can. But, you, you know, people, I mean, I've seen people mask. Forget about it. I've seen people dressed as a paper mache bird eight feet tall. That's crazy. I would never do that. So that's my last story. Okay. Well, Jeremy, we did it again, man. We did do it again. This was great, I think. I think it ended up being yeah. all right. Yeah, for sure. I think so, too. We finally uh, were, were live. I, I remembered to promote the show on Instagram minutes before trying to go live, and we were late because I couldn't figure out the audio because there was something wrong, and I don't know what it was. And I gave up, and then Taryn came down and fixed it. Oh, thank You know what? Thank God for Taryn. I feel like she always swoops in at the last minute and saves us. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right, let's get <laughs> out of here, Jeremy, all right? Yeah, because I'm going to see you tomorrow. Are you coming? Out? Are you doing the show tomorrow? Yeah, you told me I have to be. I didn't. Have, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> I'm gonna be on. I okay, haven't done any work for it yet, but I'll be there. All right. Well, hey, listening live, everybody. Um, we are going to be doing uh, a, uh, a whole thing for tomorrow's show. I don't really know what it is. Taryn, uh, Terrence talked me into it, and I, I don't really understand it, but it's fine. It's uh, we're doing a third gate for Disneyland. We have to plan a third gate. And it's much more than just like the idea. It's we have to plan a restaurant, and we have to plan like two rides and a track. We have to do a thing. It's a whole thing. I have started on none of it. Get to figure out where a third gate goes over there. There's no room. Well, that you, we can we can just you know 
You can fake. Are we all putting that. it in Long Beach? <laughs> yeah, maybe wherever you want to go. Okay. Um, we're also talking to uh, a lady from uh, called Tracy from the Walt Disney Family Museum because what they're doing is a bunch of virtual like talks. Uh, they have one Bob Gurr that's sold out, and you can register for these and uh, ask questions and stuff like that. So we're going to chat with Tracy a little bit about the museum in general, what they're doing over there, how they're handling all this, and then uh, get to learn a little bit more about their virtual series. So that's going to be a good time. So check it out. 7.30, YouTube channel. You live listeners, you know already because you're listening live. Uh, oh, Blobber. Hey, what's up, dude? Blobber just jumped in. We got Terrence. Oh, we got Blobber. Amanda in the chat. We got Eric. We got Thomas. Uh, we got a bunch of people. I got some people in there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's a good time. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Jeremy, thanks a lot for your stories. I thought they were really great. And I thought you did a great job. And I feel like you are great in general. Well, I, you know what? Same to you. I thanks, agree. Man. Thanks. It's just a love fest. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>